0: Hello and welcome to Headcanon I'm Benjamin Light And I'm Marcus Sparks, And this is episode 25 And to celebrate, we're reviewing the god-awful Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Directed by Steven Spielberg, written by David Coepp, among many, many others. Yeah. He did the last pass on it. Uh, Would you like to make an opening statement first, or should I? Why don't you? Okay. Well, this is a bad movie. Um, (laughs) and It's funny, you know, the screenplay for Raiders is kind of admired for how economical and propulsive the storytelling is. And the way it's like constantly raising the stakes, and I think in contrast, the script for Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls just god awful. Um, there's too many side characters. There's bad fan sources. It's uh, it's like over plotted, but somehow undercooked at the same time. It breaks all these like really basic rules of the craft, and for for no reason. Like you, you're not gaining anything from it. Um, supposedly they held off making another indie movie for years and years because they're waiting on a good script, and then. He, <laughs> After this, it's like, what the fuck happened? Like, this is what you decided to go with? Uh, The Force Awakens, I think, successfully brought back, like, a beloved Harrison Ford character. But somehow this movie completely fails. Even though Indiana Jones, I think we both agree, is a stronger character than Han Solo. uh, It didn't ever really totally feel to me like an indie movie. Uh, I know when I first watched this because I only watched this twice. When I first watched this in the theater, I didn't mind the alien thing that much, but after having watched the other three indie movies recently, now it sticks out like a sore thumb to me. Um, and and then having the, them be like archaeologists, you know, at the end, oh, that was just pure hackery.
1: <laughs>
0: I I feel like this movie is constantly pouring cold water on this its own stakes that it's trying to cook up, like right from the start. Like indie so indestructible that all suspension of belief just Gets thrown out of whack and it just gets worse from there. Uh, I'd say this movie is incoherent and boring and it fails to live up to the plot of even indie video games. Spielberg and Lucas should both be ashamed.
1: <laughs> it's a strong opening statement. Mm-hmm. Um, echoing the joke a lot of people have made, the movie literally starts by turning a mountain to a molehill
0: uh-huh.
1: as the Paramount Mountains turn into something in a prairie dog would chill in. Um, I don't. hate this movie. I do find it slightly unbearable. Um, It's just fucking goofy, top to bottom, starting with its title. Um, And it's like, you have to be reminding yourself constantly that this partnership created Jurassic Park, Star Wars, Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, Raiders of Stark, as well as Last Crusade. Um, And now they have what feels like Indiana Jones fan fiction utilizing the Crystal Skulls, which apparently was something Lucas was hoping to use in the young indie show before it ended, which... Isn't doesn't feel reassuring to me at all. Um, this is a cartoon where in the best moments of this film are references to the earlier movies in the series. Uh, Harrison Ford still looks good in the role and yet the movie brings up how old he is like a hundred times and then you see him crash into something or something that would have literally have hurt Harrison Ford in the filming of a movie before. Like Indiana Jones just bounces it off. I mean, the only thing I, I like is that they kept the best thing about Indiana Jones, the character, which isn't that he's young or crazy strong or anything like that. It's that he's resourceful. Uh, but, God, too many characters, not enough stakes. None of the... none of like, The movie only works if you ask zero questions of its plot. Because none of it holds together. None of it makes sense. I mean, starting off the first place, how does the alien with the crystal skull lose its head in the first
0: place? Yeah.
1: Um. God. Let's just... Let's just get some shovels out and take care of this thing.
0: Uh you know, these are the movies I hate to do just because they're bad and it's like I, I don't have like a righteous anger for it like I do for say like the Batman v Superman movie. Uh this movie's just it's just like uh well thank you. You know, <laughs> like it's it's embarrassing to talk about. It's like these you know, well known creators just put out a total turd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh they they took turns shitting in one of their pools and then they had a party around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Oh God. My top three are rough. Um, racing the Russians. at The beginning is very much like uh, American graffiti vibe, you know, just the American teenagers racing and the Russians into it. Cause you know, American capitalism is so infectious. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like a brief moment of like genuine you know, pleasure. I think you could say for the movie
1: yeah i uh i almost did like a uh like top or her bottom three moments i almost did that <laughs> um my honorable mention if i had to come up with one is as much as it pains me to bring it up is mutt dipping his comb in the other guy's water glass at the table behind them in the diner why would you do that and then i love that the in the background those folks finally do look over to him like what the fuck uh <laughs> Later, that girl will punch him in the face as part of the greasers versus jocks fights that kicks off West Side Story. Um, that's it's also Spielberg's daughter. Spielberg's daughter, daughter yeah. Um, but then, as I <laughs> I rewound that scene later, I realized that the, the dude sitting directly behind him orders a coke, a milkshake, and a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my honorable mention because it is so. There was just something like oh, there's a lot of visual information that I had to keep going back to that scene for some reason more so than special effects or, or performances elsewhere in the
0: movie. <laughs> uh, my number three is when Marion smiles after Indy has his uh, None of Them Are You line, which is like kind of a clunky line, but she has like a super warm smile. So, you know, got to give it up to Marion for that at least.
1: Supposedly, casting did a pass on the romantic dialogue.
0: Okay. Yeah, my number three would be... I mean, like, in, in which order, you know? Because, like, yeah. 20 different people to cast uh, passes on this script.
1: Seriously. Um, it's not perfect by any means. There is something I do enjoy about the action sequence that ends their time in the warehouse and takes them to the empty Atomic Village. Um, everything up until the refrigerator. its uh, It feels like a fun action. I like Indiana Jones kind of out of place uh, in the facade of, like, Americana. Um, it's like the one setting he makes he makes the least amount of sense in, uh, and it felt like the movie was finally doing something after, God, the weirdness of him like picking up the hat, the shadows.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, my number two is when Mutt stands up at the soda fountain and Indy tells him to like sit down and chill out, and shut the fuck up. I just it like it was like ooh this, this that felt like Indiana Jones for a moment, not just Harrison Ford. Yeah.
1: Uh, My number two is the motorcycle chase through academia, especially during the anti-communist rally. Just because Mutt knocks out the pole holding up the better dead than red banner and it falls in, uh, on the car and the KJN just crashed into Brody's statue and Marcus's head lands in their lap. That just seems um, disrespectful. But then, well, but then Mutt has a good chuckle about that. He looks over at Indy who just stares at him disapproving like Connery and Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I, I actually enjoyed that. Again, the best moments to me are nods to the
0: previous movies. Yeah. My number one... Are we are going to
1: same number one? I, uh, I don't think so, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my number one is when Mutt starts swinging with the monkeys, because that's when I knew that this is just a bad movie, and I could stop worrying. <laughs> that's my I number one. Stop, on I air. could stop looking for, for something good in the movie, because when that happened, it's like, okay, I understand now. This was just a turd. Okay, okay, that's my number one in the low
1: lights for sure. Mm-hmm. My number one is the fact that Indy yoink's his fucking hat back before Mutt can put it on his greasy head.
0: <laughs> I appreciate the humor, but at the same time it's like, look, you just don't even joke about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just I just want him to be like, ha, fuck off, kid. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now, now I'm gonna go honeymoon your mom. Alright, well, any complaints about this movie? Oh, Shit. I have one. Yeah. His name is Mutt. Yeah. God's character just sucks. It's like this whole, like, James Dean wannabe thing going on.
1: Well, like, I I almost want to see, uh, like, Brando watching this movie and then, like, telling Shia LaBeouf we'll to take it down a notch. <laughs>
0: well, it, it just seems so weird. You're bringing in an archetype from a completely different type of movie. You know, in a, a different time period from what we're used to with Indy. And it's like, are we supposed to like this guy? And, like, now you made him Indy's son, so we kind of have to, but he sucks. I yeah. just... Why is he even in this movie? He's just not worthy to jump in. And really he doesn't... Much. He never even seems to fit in as, like, a 50s character. He seems way too modern. Yeah. Um, it, it just seems like Shia the, Be- the Beowulf, like... Yeah, can't stand mutt. Mutt, just as a name, mutt is fucking stupid. That's not a name any man would self-apply. Where I come from, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not a fan of the Renaissance mechanic. I keep be going by like Hank or something. You know, <laughs> like, who <laughs> who the fuck calls himself mutt? He even has it on his fucking jacket. Oh. And he has like I mean, both the, like the switchblade comb and the switchblade, which like they keep showing us that fucking switchblade. Like he's gonna do something really cool with it, and he never does. Just sticks in his boot. He
1: he's an asshole in that he drives his fucking motorcycle like through the train station. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not civilized, you piece of shit. And then they fucking ship
0: the motorcycle along with them to yeah. South America. <laughs> Why does he have a newsboy cap?
1: Well, he doesn't know... It's You can't think about this movie at all. He doesn't know the Indiana Jones professor. He doesn't know anything about him. How does he know he's on the train?
0: Yeah, really. Um, and then just in general, there are way too many side characters in this movie who bring nothing to it at all. Like,
1: Well, there's no... Ray Winstone you
0: know, doesn't need to be in this movie. Oh, I, I love gold, I do. Um,
1: it, Like, there's no... Jumping to the end, there's no tension at all as Kate Blanchett is finding, like, the marker. Yeah. L- like, catching her up. It's like, you don't think it's John Hurt, you don't think it's Marion. much too
0: stupid to be a double agent. Who could it be? Ooh. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, how oh, many times oh. did that guy, like, heel turn in the movie? Or, like, I don't even care at this point whether or not he's a traitor. Like, I lost track. I'm not even sure whose side he's on. After watching, especially last night's Game of Thrones, wouldn't that role have been 10% better just by being Ian McShane? I think it would have been 100% better by not being in the movie because it doesn't add anything at all. Just picture,
1: listen here, Jonesy, you cocksucker. He's calling him fucking Jonesy. (sighs) His name is Mac McHale.
0: Yeah, that guy, uh, John Hurt's character, Oxley, you could just jettison him. You don't really need him at all. I mean, he
1: could have better been suited as just being somebody's diary.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. It it could have just been like, here's a guy who died, and we found some of his notes. And his, like, the kind of, like, uh, Oxley whisperer stuff that Indy has to do constantly, like, oh, he keeps motioning with his hand, like, I think he wants to write something. You know, like, oh, we need an Indy for that. Nobody else could have figured that out. Apparently not. Apparently the... The super Russian agent mm. couldn't figure it out. Um, and one thing I feel like this movie's really missing is a a lack of a good classic legend to chase. I mean, it, theoretically it's El Dorado, but I feel like they they almost never call it El Dorado, and they it's complicated by this crystal skull bullshit that you don't yeah. care about. Um, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't sell at all. Like you need something better than that.
1: Yeah. I. I actually made an account of what I could find from the internet of all the uh, various titles to different drafts, including this one. They're all
0: terrible. Yeah. They're all pretty bad, but this one might be the worst. Yeah, except this one for is- Indiana Jones and Son of Indiana Jones, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's the David Kemp. like that was his quote unquote brilliant idea.
1: But I mean, at least I feel like I respect Indiana Jones and the Saucer from Mars like a lot more than I do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
0: Apparently, Lucas insisted on it being Kingdom and not just Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that their idea was like, "Oh, it's this, we're, since we're moving to the '50s timeline, let's make it like a '50s B movie," which I don't think works. Like, you're either doing Republic serial type stuff, or you're, or you're like, or you're not making an indie movie. Yeah, I don't think I indie think... just translates to a different genre because it's a different decade.
1: Well, I would say when this came out, I saw it in the theater. I respected the fact that they kind of took on aspects of the 50s filmmaking style. Uh, in retrospect, yeah, I just don't think... The fish-out-of-water vibe that they try to wash ashore with, just, you know, this is part of indie aging, it just doesn't feel right. Well, And it's all. like
0: the, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, you know, the Sacred Stones, the uh, Holy Grail, those are all like, ooh, yeah, those are some well-known artifacts we can get behind. And then uh, Crystal Skull, what? Well, and, and the fact that I think the crystal skulls in
1: history didn't last long at all before they were all proved to be like forgeries and yeah. fakes and things, you know. Like it was never. It's just not. It's just not real in a way. I don't know that. Like, and not that I'm saying that the Ark and the Covenant's a real thing, but you know, it feels more tangible as part of lore and history and mythology.
0: Yeah, this was a mistake of the movie. It seriously was. Um, speaking of mistakes, with the constant pratfalls the indie yeah. doing are just. Eh, sorry, it's fucking goofy. It's just like, oh, he's old, he falls down. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. I don't want to see your hero just turned into a joke. Yeah. And yeah. and then just lastly, I feel like there's so much like kind of winking and idolization of Indy. like just that the compare the way he's introduced in this movie to the force awakens like in the force awakens it's just like holy shit suddenly han solo is there and he's just being han solo whereas in this movie it's just like hey guys oh wonder who's in that trunk oh there's a hat oh someone's picking up the hat oh it's indiana jones pause for applause you know and then like let's have like awkward stilted banter for five minutes there's a lot with uh
1: the, the literal shadow that it mm. casts. Um,
0: constantly, yeah. Constantly, like
1: the shape of this legend of this character. It's it's very weird. It's like maybe Spielberg, he's just like, I need a visual motif to latch on, or I swear to God I'm going to
0: take a whole bunch of pills and not wake up before the end of this movie. It just feels like so desperate for nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, Like that it's not willing to let the character be themselves. They're Suddenly they're just like indestructible walking archetype who no matter what he does, he's going to succeed.
1: I just want to, I just, at this point, you want George Lucas to full on commit to becoming like a supervillain troll. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you want the stories to be true. I'm not one of those people who hates on him like everyone else does, but I almost wish that was who he was. I almost wish he was like cinemas, that fucking pharma bro guy. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I was (laughs) seeing like, like imagine if Lucas was just like, we took a couple months, Harrison and Steven and I, we went off and we made an Indiana Jones movie. Guess what? We're never going to release it.
0: Like, I wish that was the story.
1: It I wish this was that democracy. democracy. Yeah.
0: Well, I was reading uh, some of the trivia, and apparently in, in an interview with Empire Magazine, Spielberg basically admitted that he never liked MacGuffin in the movie. Uh, it was Lucas's idea, and he only put it in the movie because he was friends with Lucas. He said, uh, quote, I am loyal to my best friend when he writes a story he believes in even if I don't believe in it, I'm going to shoot the movie the way George envisaged it. Which is just like, come on, Steve. Like, first of all, that doesn't excuse you for making a bad movie. Second of all, like, you have to put your foot down. If, like, if you can't, if you don't believe in what you're shooting, then, like, why are you making the movie?
1: Here's my headcanon. Thirty years ago, Spielberg and Lucas got, went out for a party, hanging out, being the bad boys of 70s filmmaking. Maybe Coppola went home early that night. The two of them, like, hit a young girl with their car. <laughs> Spielberg was driving and Lucas just turned him and was just like, I own your ass. Well,
0: I feel like when they made the original indie movies, I'm sure Lucas had all sorts of crazy ideas and, and Spielberg too, where the other would just be like, no, no, sorry, that doesn't work. Like, you know, keep keep brainstorming. It'll come up with something better. Whereas okay. in this movie, it's just like Spielberg is like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess we'll shoot that. You, you know, you sure? Okay. You know, like, the, the, my, there's no pushback and be like, no, Lucas, that that doesn't work, George. You gotta you gotta work on that.
1: I guess my thing is, like, how many times Lucas had, or Spielberg had to give in a version of that interview? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like there's something with the indie movies where it's just like, like, there's some kind of sway. Like, there's like, a George Lucas voodoo dog, even Spielberg, he just pokes holes in it, and he's just like, yes!
0: <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we shall make it. Well, I know at some point they had a Frank Darabont draft that spielberg and harrison ford liked but lucas just like rejected for unknown reasons Um, and then eventually like in 2006 harrison ford basically said "Uh, if you don't make this movie in two years you might as well not make it and suddenly it was just like all right i guess we're gonna run with the script we have we'll have david co-op do a quick pass on it make it better and that's the kind of movie this feels like the script is just like so bad yeah feels like a first draft
1: yeah, there was that portion of time where Darabont and M. Night Shyamalan were like Lucasfilm's like, favorite boys. Like yeah. They wanted to bring them in on everything. I remember when I was a nerd and I would go to the supermarket and buy issues of Cinescape. And there would be like cover articles about Darabont, like writing one of the prequels. And this is a magical time to be alive. And even though we don't know what it's going to be about, this is the guy who's writing
0: one of them. I'm trying to remember, Did he do a pass on episode one, or is it like, wasn't the story he just read it and said he wouldn't change a word or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, thanks a lot, Darabont. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving into journal discussion. Um,
1: so I, you, I i would I would echo you. I do kind of enjoy the American, American graffiti esque drag racing at the start.
0: It's well, and this is, it is fun this is Lucas kind of like paying homage, or I'm sorry, Spielberg paying homage to Lucas here. And I think it works. uh, And then the rest of the movie happens. And also like, considering
1: Harrison Ford was in that movie too. very briefly.
0: Yeah. And it, it goes from like middle of the day to like evening and suddenly it's sunset. And then it's night. Like the time in this movie is very odd.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. But just also the metaphor of dragging your hero out of the trunk of a car Mm-hmm. It just seems weird, especially you know, what does Ray Winstone smell like? I don't want to be stuck in the back
0: of a well, it's, in the boot of a car. With it's me, It's not a real indie intro. Like usually, the intro doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the story. Yeah, you know, um, but in this, it's like no, it's just the movie starting. There's no kind of James Bond opening like indie normally gets.
1: You just know this was somebody's like uh, uh, solution to like a whole first act that wasn't working, and they were like let's just have them be kidnapped onto Area 51, which is seemingly mm-hmm. deserted other than the guys that we kill at the gate.
0: Yeah. Well, you have that, like, classic uh, Spielberg shot of the guy takes his hat off and, you know, leans down, and there four guys suddenly jump out behind him. Yeah. Although I'm sure, like, the guards standing there would have seen those dudes, but... <laughs> yeah.
1: There is nothing to her character, but I actually do like Kate Blanchett's look. Um, oh, I'm not a fan. I remember like thinking Princess it was Vespa
0: she- there, ugh.
1: I remember thinking it was charming that she carries a rapier as part of her uniform. <laughs>
0: what What did you think of the the visual aesthetic in this movie? Because I found uh, it incredibly distracting. I thought it was just generic action movie kind of. I mean, I mean the actual like look of the film.
1: Um, it was like a generic modern take on the fifties to me. Like it didn't.
0: So to me, it it, it stuck out like such a sore thumb because it. It, it's grainy, but it has this very high dynamic range and all these kind of like CGI or lens flares that I, I, I was like, what is going on with this? And I think the answer is that it's a different cinematographer from the old indie movies. It's, uh, Spielberg's guy, uh, Janice Kaminsky, who did like, uh, Saving Private Ryan, for instance. Among for many others. Yeah. Um, and that guy is completely different in style from the original indie cinematographers. And it, I think it really shows because the shots look, kind of too good they're, they have such high dynamic range and the light is all so perfect that it it looks really awkward it just it, but they're still trying to make it like an old indie look, gra- like grainy look at the same time it just to me it like it just stuck out like a sore thumb where everything just seemed like extra fake because of it
1: yeah yeah i mean if you're talking about the actual way it's filmed i mean but just the actual setting of the 50s in this doesn't work for me in a lot of ways And plus, i don't think an indiana jones movie should feature this much in the way of special effects or like this noticeable.
0: Well, there's these constant, uh, like fake lens flares that yeah. I found like really distracting because it's mirroring that with like this grainy old style, mm-hmm. but it, the the two don't match up. Like the lens flares look too good for the graininess that they're shooting this, on, you know, is this not a
1: few years before JJ Abrams did the first star Trek reboot? Uh,
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So I feel like JJ should try to pass some of that back
0: on. Um, Well, it's just uh, that the the lens flare is obviously computer generated. It's too smooth. If you're actually shooting in the sun with this film, it wouldn't look the same, you know, Mm -hmm. which is why to me, everything just sticks out like a sore thumb because of this weird match of like old film stock and like newfangled cinematography techniques. Like it, it just looks weird, you know, like you might as well just like, had Kaminsky shoot it normally instead of trying to, like, match the old style with his, like, new you know, talent and whatnot. I don't
1: know. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, so Kay Blanche's character uh, then proceeds to tell us her accomplishments by way of introduction. Oh, god! Uh, which morphs into a humble brag about her psychic
0: powers. That and never really used. Well like, then she, she tries a, on indie and it doesn't work.
1: Well, yeah, she tells him that I'm gonna read your mind and Seemingly there's nothing there. Uh the the way you find the Ark of the Covenant,
0: though, I don't know. Uh, I feel
1: like fifty percent of the audience probably love that. Fifty percent of the audience just
0: groaned. To me, it's like if this were a good movie, you'd be like, Alright, yeah, that's kinda of funny. But like when you've lost all goodwill, you're just like, eh. Mm, Did you notice that not one smiling? Of
1: sol- one of the soldiers in the uh the warehouse there is Mikhail from Lost?
0: Uh, Mikhail. man, I'm blanking on who's Mikhail. Oh, that guy. Oh, is he in there? He's, he has no lines. Okay. He's just one of the dudes. Hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> could, could, was there any discussion at all about when exactly the crystal skull is magnetic?
0: But it's like not magnetic. Well, it's like, it's like a magnetic some of the time. <laughs> but like, it also attracts like gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it feels like Indy isn't his usual, usual resource for self, self like half the time in this movie. Like, there'll be something where it's like, Oh no, what's Indy gonna do? And then it's just like, Oh, Indy's indestructible. It doesn't matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Like, the bit, it's, you know, jumping ahead to the end, the, that temple that they're in where it's like the, the step, the steps down are like retreating into the wall. Yeah, it's like, oh, we gotta hurry, and so they eventually like run out of steps and just fall in the water. And I was like, what was, what the, what the fuck was that? Like, you didn't do anything clever there. You just like, jumped in the water, or like, the- oh no, there's three waterfalls coming up. What are we gonna do? I guess we'll just go over them and we'll be fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, and we'll fall out of our little boat car and we'll climb back in our boat car. Hmm. It felt like I was watching uh, the fucking movie version of like Indiana Jones video game. Pretty you much, know? yeah. I mean, like that, that you know, it doesn't have to actually be, you know, authentically good like a movie would be because it's a video game, guys. People are just looking for this interactive, crazy action sequence where your characters would be indestructible. Um, God. The, just But yeah, anyway, so back to the warehouse. The, the, the goddamn Crystal Skull has been in this warehouse all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if it's that magnetic, shouldn't it be just like
0: dragging everything like shouldn't all those crates be like bunched up around it it is conveniently magnetic when it needs to be apparently you're just gonna throw gunpowder
1: in the air and it'll like lead you there
0: yep uh there's this really bad line a little bit later with uh jim broadbent who's also in this movie for no particular reason uh where indy says i never should have doubted you my friend and it's like did you get one take or something like come on harrison ford Like, it's just such a bad line reading.
1: Yeah, yeah, when the potions professor comes and lets him know that he's been fired, or he's been he's been put on leave, this guy's been fired
0: just for suggesting they put on, Indy on leave. What is this plot where they think Indy's a commie? Like, what? Get out. Come on. Like, Indy, Indy doesn't deal with that bullshit. He's Indiana Jones.
1: I'm just, but I'm watching all the scenes of Broadbent, and I just want Broadbent to be like, I'm sorry, my friend, maybe if you... You just, if you worked a little bit harder than Harrison Ford could say, I already work around the clock. Yes. I wanted, I was at the point where I wanted the prairie dog or the groundhog or the gopher or whatever to have a name and talk and join Indy on the adventure. (laughs) No one can see him but Indy. Because he's, because he's taking the pills for his like hip surgery replacement he's recovering from. Yeah.
0: And there's just so many like kind of repetitive action beats in this, like the, the big long action scene in the jungle just seems like it goes on forever, but it's, it doesn't have that escalating feel like say like the tank scene in last crusade does. It's just like this constant, like you guys, you guys are entertained, right? Oh, look at that. We're going to sword fighting now. We're jumping around. There's machine guns, but like everybody's indestructible.
1: I, that scene drives me goddamn nuts. Um, for half a second it's visually interesting and then i'm thinking to myself just realistically first of all the only thing i like about it is that kate blanche's character carries backup swords yeah. with her to the jungle but it's like why are the drivers of these two vehicles perpetuating this like you could just <laughs> split apart like this is not a fight that needs to happen it's like not like honors on the stake
0: here well and it's it's obviously a ton of cgi you know whereas yeah. You know that in the original one that they, they did those stunts all in real trucks and whatnot, you know, and in Raiders. And here it the the CGI really sticks out because of the way they're shooting it. I feel like I feel like the 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 graining it look that they're going for, like to me, that that really hurts the effects they're using.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in it, those sequences in the original movies took as long as they did because they had to. Like You were really there at that tension because. For all you know, Harrison Ford could have or did get hurt filming that. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, everyone's just in a, in a, got a green screen in a studio. Uh, um, yeah, so so since we've last seen Indy, he's joined the military, become a colonel, and worked missions for the OSS. Uh, somewhere along the way, I'm presuming, he was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. along with Peggy Carter. God, um, yeah, I... There's like weird dry humor in the movie, though, where where Indy's explained to his class what an exodus is, right before he's fired. <laughs> I don't know, like whose clever idea that was. It just thud. <laughs> yeah. Or just God, the the you know this movie's got in a bad place when it's like we have to wistfully look at the photos of Brody and Sean Connery.
0: Yeah, remember the remember these good characters.
1: As we hear about how bad McCarthyism is.
0: Um, I mean, I, I do think it's a testament to Jim Broadbent that this is like a nothing character who somehow like at least leaves an impression. You know, it's like he's yeah. he's that good of an actor that you you kind of like this guy, even though you're like, who the fuck is this guy?
1: Yeah.
0: And then. 28 minutes in. Sure Shiloh, love, yeah. Writes in, um, writes in from like, like Rebel Without a Cause or something.
1: Or, yeah, the wild one. Yeah, the wild ones. Uh, the Photoshop picture of young uh, Mutt with John Hurt is pretty funny. Um, man, like, Mutt just has such a chip on his shoulder about that stupid name that he picked out for himself.
0: Seriously. Indy would be like, your name's fucking dumb, kid. Indiana, on the other hand, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. On the, like, there's KGB guys that are following Indy... Like the plot makes no fucking sense. Like at some, at one point, suddenly they were in that like weird graveyard up above the uh those like drawings in Peru, and it was mm-hmm. like, why are we here? Like I just watched a scene, I have no idea where we are.
1: Well, I, I wonder if the movie's trying to to purposely do gags to misdirect you from its plot, because like wh- right at the moment where I'm thinking to myself is this the third or the fourth time Mutt has combed his hair? Mm -hmm. That's when Indy's talking about how he's going to walk this ancient language that hasn't been spoken in 3,000 years through Mayan first. I'm thinking if you can walk it through Mayan. Well, he does this whole You can translate it.
0: (laughs) He does this whole bit where he's, you know, he's walking it through Mayan and whatnot. Like, oh, we need to go to Peru. And then when they get to Peru, suddenly he's like, I guess I should start thinking about what this means now. It's like, what would you do on the plane? You not, like, consider, uh, you know, more translation and whatnot. Like, try to figure out this riddle.
1: Well, it was, like, Flying Pan Am, too. That, that cracked me up.
0: Yeah, and, oh, my God. Like, so eventually, somehow, they go to, a, like, a mental asylum, and then suddenly they're in this ancient graveyard, which is, like, a cool set. Um, which With I the mean,
1: gymnastic parkour
0: grave ghoulies. Yeah, with these weird, like, ninja, like, ghost skull guys for no reason at all. Like, who are these guys? Are they, like, protectors of the secret? Like, what What the fuck is this? It, always- it's, it's obviously, like, built, like, a super awesome set. And we're like, oh, let uh, I don't know, do something cool with it.
1: Yeah. I almost wanted, uh, uh, since we actually see Indiana Jones fly Pan Am, hmm. I almost wanted them to, like, Push back the time and place of this movie five years and just have the cameo of John Hamm as Don Draper. There you go. So, uh, what do you do? <laughs> um, also, it's a simple thing,
0: but I do kind of love Andy blowing the dude dart back into his uh, pipe or whatever. I mean, you kind of get the feeling that like the art department had all these like ideas for sets and like locations, and mm-hmm. they just made a movie out of it. You know, they're like... Classic uh, Lucasfilm style, right? Yeah.
1: I can't tell, honestly. I've been trying to do the equations on it. If Ray Winstown is more cartoonishly greedy or cartoonishly British. I'd say both.
0: Like, there's a crystal skull that the one dude found, but then he just brought it and put it back. And then at some point was kidnapped. Like, it makes no goddamn sense. So, it's like,
1: he tried to go to El Dorado. He couldn't get in. He it then got came the back. skull. We <laughs> then got the skull. He realized what how he would have gotten in if he went back, and then he put the skull back where he got it from. Yeah,
0: it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. and then suddenly it's like the next day when they come out of that like gray thing. Um, yeah, we finally get to see Marion. That's at least a little bump, even though like them having their argument like surrounded by twenty Russians with guns on them is kind of annoying. It just has this kind of cheesy quality to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, like stand back, everyone. It's some fan favorites talking to each other. Let's just get real. It is
1: intolerable to me the idea that Adam Driver is a much more tolerable character in the movie <laughs> than Shia LaBeouf as a, he, a son of he, Harrison Ford, and he kills him too. The the this yeah. grotesque looking mailman's baby, like <laughs> kills. Harrison Horde character. And I'm still like thinking to myself, that's a happier ending than <laughs> all of this.
0: Well, there's they hook up the crystal skull to like some sort of weird machine, and then he's like wearing it like a leads connected to his skull. Like, what the fuck in is a, this? In a gynecology chair. Yeah. Like, what what is going on here? Yeah. And he's like talking to the skull. Oh, it's so dumb. So fucking. Well it's dumb.
1: like they're they're trying to tie into the metaphors of the fears of the 50s that the skull was going to like be the advance of a different culture on a pound american yeah. make your thoughts for you change you went to us you don't even know what's happening uh, it's so half baked Well, in and it and, and you can tell that this movie and what it's trying to do is bullshit when you finally find out about mutt's parentage as we're sinking into not quicksand but you know whatever
0: quicksand yeah. dry sand dry sand well, um,
1: and I the, don't know if I'd rather die in the quicksand or find out that that piece of shit was my kid.
0: The fact that that, you know, attempted escape only happens because he's essentially gotten tired of standing around. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm bored. I'll make yeah. an action sequence happen. And then, yeah, the, of course it has to be a snake somehow just so we can be like, Oh guys, remember how Indy's afraid of snakes? Isn't that well, remember, funny?
1: Yeah. Remember how this goofy thing about how Indy's a fucking child? Um, it, well, it's like, first of all, that snake would have gotten ripped in half yeah, from really. that sequence. But it's like, the previous Indiana Jones movies, you know, if you wanted to be cynical, you could say, okay, they're just a collection of
0: action sequences.
1: That's fine. This movie feels like a collection of skits. Uh-huh. This yeah, is like if way too gave, much goofy like, humor. Like, if you gave Seth Rogen the reins of a, of a Indiana Jones movie. Also, any dump Marion a week before their wedding? That's fucked up.
0: But she's pretty cool with it. She's, like, so happy to see him. And they, they get married at the end of this movie. Like, I'm not sure why.
1: <laughs> well, they... there's, like, a, what, uh, a year difference between Last Crusade and the writers. Like, yeah. Like, is this right before? Like, he dumped her, like, right before he got the call to go see Julian Glover? I guess, yeah. He has no qualms about nailing that hot Nazi. Uh-huh.
0: Like, why would she marry him at the end of this movie? Yeah. Just to
1: just to make Mutt uncomfortable. Uh (laughs) Oh, so okay. The fucking convoy to the jungle. I know that Spielberg produced the Transformers movies, but it's. I feel like he borrowed Michael Bay's action logistics and the lack Mm -hmm. of needing to know where anything is during an action sequence. During that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, like Marion just like disappears for like five minutes of the action sequence, and then just suddenly she's there again. And it's like, where where'd you go? Take a wrong turn.
1: I want to give her all the credit in the world for doing the drive-by on the tree and the cliff and then, like, perfectly planning to take the boat car onto that branch, but it just seems so goofy.
0: Oh, it's like, how would you know to do that? Yeah. It's like the reverse stepping on a rake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um God. On the, the killer ants, I feel like they somehow, like, managed to make that uninteresting. Like, a, a better movie would have shown, like, the the ants would run away after, like, eating the dude and it'd just be, like, the bones are all that's left or something. Like, like it wasn't... It, that should have been gory. Like, this is an indie movie. The nurse shied away from that in the past. Yeah. You know, yeah. they would have made it, like, totally grotesque and, like, like kind of horrifying. And instead, it's just, like, covered in CGI ants and then it just gets dragged away.
1: Well, and as a military operation,
0: just on the whole, this is a huge clusterfuck for the Russians. Yeah. I thought these guys were, like, elite... They, like, drive right over Indy's boat car at one point, and they're all flying, well, of course.
1: Well, after the giant wheel thing or saw thing, yeah. like, also flies right over their boat car, or their pre whatever those was car before the boat car, like, none of it makes sense. Um, is it weird that Indiana
0: Jones says the Star Wars line of, I've got a bad feeling about this? It is very weird, yeah, and it's, it's, it's like, it's like you, more meta. Did you forget what movie you were making? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, the bad guy eventually gets eaten by the ants, but it's totally boring.
1: Well, I don't even... I mean, I feel like we're just zooming through. When you actually get to, like, the circle of skeletons, the the whole security system, the impregnable security system of this entire temple, how are there skeletons of previous adventurers there? Who restocked all that sand?
0: Well, like... Why, like when they uh they go inside the temple and they like go through the main room and then like a bunch of uh like local like pygmy natives or something jump out of the the walls like what were they doing in there? How yeah. long were they in there just waiting? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what do they, do they have to go to the bathroom eventually? I'm sure. Like what? It's not like they were trapped in time in those things. <laughs> like what the? Oh. It was just like they had an idea. Like this would be a neat visual. It doesn't make any sense, but.
1: Yeah, for for kind of a one-time
0: minutes, use, two months of screen time. Let's have this like lost tribe, yeah. Who presumably this is all they know. Um, well, they've just been hiding in the walls of this place, just waiting to like spookily appear after somebody walks through.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 Gary, you know how we've been on duty for like six hundred years, uh-huh. waiting for people to show up? Somebody finally did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem like Indies like. Solving anything—it's a whole lot of it, like. It feels like like national treasure level, like, like just like repeating phrases over and over, and suddenly like, oh, let's dump some sand out, and it's working. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just sad. Like when like the screenwriters, the national treasure, would have looked at the script and been like, eh, I need some work."
1: Yeah, yeah, but just the security system. If I want to call it impressive, then I think to myself, it seems incredibly redundant. How do you have previous remains of other uh-huh. adventurers? How did they lose this dude's head in the first place? And they're archaeologists, Ugh. but to have it set up so you have to use the head to unlock the door <laughs> to get in, and then it's just all spectacle. And I can't say that it's it's like the little like circular council of the skeletons. It's not that it looks bad to me it looks out of place in the indiana jones movie it's just there's no story there there's it's, well, it's nothing spelko, to onto.
0: spelko shows up and she's like oh they're a hive mind it's like how do you know that yeah yeah you're just telling us that.
1: yeah well and it's and like oh they're
0: interdimensional aliens it's like sure whatever
1: for the people who walked out of ai confused at the end i wonder what they thought of this. <laughs>
0: And it's like, oh, she's killed by the knowledge. Too much for her. Boring. Like that was another like like it should have been gory or death, you know.
1: Well, she dies the same way as like General Grievous uh, and
0: yeah. Revenge of
1: Sith, but less interesting.
0: Well, she just kind of like turns into like dust, like quickly, yeah. like not not in a like a gross way or anything. Yeah, after her eyeballs catch on fire. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, like a broom to their footprints. Uh, and then the the dreadful line of where did they go? Space. Not into space, but to the space in between spaces. Thank you, John Hurt. Their treasure wasn't gold. It was knowledge. Knowledge was their treasure. (laughs) Oh. That's just so bad. Like I was telling you before, I I was just surprised with the choice of, rather than being, you know, outer space aliens, they're (laughs) interdimensional aliens. it, It
0: seems pointless. Yeah, it just seems so we- such a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, I, I want to complain about Indy's outfit for the wedding. I feel like he, the bow tie just makes him look like Colonel Sanders.
1: <laughs> I was just glad John Hurt cut his fucking hair.
0: Like, remember, like, at the end of Raiders, like, the suit he's wearing in that, he just looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. And here he looks like Colonel Sanders, <laughs> he just looks like an old man.
1: Well, you know, after I think fourteen times that the movies told
0: us that he's an old man. Oh, it, it, this is like the Lethal Weapon four ending. You know, it's like oh, yeah. they all get married, and they're happy. Yeah. Oh, and
1: then there's the weird, there's the weird thing when they're they're resting on top of what's left of the temple before they they make that march out of the jungle. There's like a, it's supposed to be a throwaway line, or Mutt's just like. Asking his father why he did stick around? Indy's
0: response is literally ha ha yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> he calls him Junior, even though he's not a junior. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Henry Williams is not the same. I don't know, unless he
0: changes his name, I don't know. He'd be Henry Jones the Third, you know. I mean
1: Yeah, I mean he would
0: be if he changes it, but whatever. Anyway, um, that's this movie. This bad, bad movie. Uh, if you could make one change to this movie, what would you do?
1: I would not have made it.
0: I would have. I would have waited. <laughs> I would have taken that script and put it in a shredder. I mean, maybe, maybe we didn't need to see an old indie. I know they want to make another one. I don't really know if it's a good idea.
1: You know, what's weird is before before we
0: rewatched this, I was,
1: I think, generally open to it. <laughs>
0: I just, I, I feel like the reason Han Solo works in The Force Awakens is he's a supporting character. Yeah. And, yeah. like, real, you know, he fucking dies. Spoiler alert. Like, like, real consequences happen. He's not just, like, you know, back to being his old indestructible self.
1: Well, The Force Awakens is smart because the first act is all new characters. Well, and it,
0: I think it is impressive what JJ and Kazan are willing to do to be like, Hey, you know this hero you liked? We're going to give him like a really kind of disappointing last 30 years of his life. And then it's going to be kind of a sad and tragic end. Like they had the balls to actually like inject some drama into the character. Yep. Whereas this movie is like the exact opposite. It's like everything's fine for Indy. I just I don't
1: I just love it they set up like Ray and Finn are so strong of characters mm-hmm. that by the time Han shows up, it's almost like you don't need him. But he does show up, and he does make the movie better, but he doesn't, like, necessarily steal anyone's spotlight. He just kind of helps them propel their own stories along.
0: Well, he's... Uh, And he's being Han Solo as we remember him, not... Not, like, the glorified version of Han Solo. Yeah. You know, he's still still a very flawed character. Yeah. Whereas, like, the only flaws Indy has in this are, like, Pratt Falls.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i don't know like his hair's gray yeah what what would you even do with the next indie movie like is it in the 70s or something
1: well what'll be fascinating about it though is that it's going to have to acknowledge i think some of the faults of this movie
0: well you're stuck with the beowulf i mean to me i I would never have given him a son i would have given i would have done indy has like a cool daughter who's like an archaeologist and maybe she has like this shitty boyfriend who he mm-hmm. hates, and that's the guy who turns out is only in it for the money? I mean, I feel like that's an easy plot line there.
1: Well, I want to say I was my research that uh in the show he they do reference that he has a daughter. Um but for what? some reason Oh,
0: the T V show?
1: Yeah, the T V show. Yeah. But Spielberg like didn't didn't want to he you know, he wanted to continue the father and son thread. Um and so the Wolf's character was created. but I mean, are you stuck with him? Will he show up? Or will Mutt be off, you know, finishing school or whatever. I feel
0: I feel confident he won't be in the next movie, but I don't know what I don't know what you do now. And I, I feel like at this point, Harrison Ford at like seventy five, it's too old to like have him be driving all the action. So I don't really know what you do. It seems like you have to have younger characters in it. Yeah. Um, I, well,
1: I don't like know. how do they how do they handle Marion? I mean, i I would I well, would it, rather I would rather look at her photograph on a desk and watch him shed a tear than have her do a scene where she's just like, Indy, be careful out
0: there, you know? Yeah, And then she stays home. Uh, well, Indy isn't a saga the same way like the Star Wars movies are. Like, Unless you're planning to introduce a whole new generation of characters, I don't really know where you go with another Indy movie. And I certainly is not Shia Beowulf as the answer. Anyway, let's do our power rankings. <laughs> sure. Uh number ten, I have Mutt, because I couldn't put him any lower.
1: Number ten, I have
0: Bokar. Bokar. <laughs> Apparently that's like a Russian knockoff version of the uh the American version too. Yeah. They really went like period accurate on all that those details and then like overlaid it with a shitty script. Right. Uh number nine, I have Henry Jones Sr. and Marcus Brody.
1: Nice. I nice. thought
0: they uh their you know, promo photos from Last Crusade that they use on Indy's desk really brought a lot of gravitas and, and emotional weight.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm. Uh my number nine is where I have mutt. Uh,
0: I would have put Boat Car above Mutt if I ranked <laughs> Boat Car. You know, boat Car <laughs> survived three waterfalls or two and a half, you know. Well it's almost just like this makes a lot of sense and I'm surprised how well it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, I have the ants. Oh,
1: okay. I, I, number eight, I actually have the prairie dogs,
0: the monkeys, the snakes, and the big damn ants. <laughs> <laughs> big gross ants that are obviously CGI.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: number seven, I have Charles Widmore, who's like Indy's old uh, like colonel or general or whatever. Don't you know not to get in a refrigerator? Those are death traps. Well, shouldn't... I mean, I understand it's like the FBI or whatever is like giving Indy shit about his, like, commie spy partner. But as soon as that guy shows up, shouldn't it be, like, Indy's cool now? Like, he got vouched for?
1: Wouldn't it be great if if, if Charles Widmore then turned to, like, uh, the dude from Drew Carey and the other guy and was just like, don't you understand who this guy is? He's a top man. You know, whatever.
0: He's one of my top men. Uh, uh, number six, I put Mac and Oxley together because there's... Both sidekicks that shouldn't be in the movie—they um, don't really oh. bring anything to it.
1: So, so my seven is uh, Jim Broadbent.
0: Um, oh, okay,
1: um, I like him. My number six, I actually have uh, uh, Sean Connery, <laughs> Dunham
0: <laughs> Elliot. <folks. laughs> These guys are getting it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had Mac and Max. Bleh, Mac and Oxley at number six. Just why are they in this movie? It's like they were like, "Hey, we can get Ray Winstone, John Hurt." You have characters for him? Not really. I
1: love gold so much and getting paid because I'm a capitalist that I'm getting paid by the communists. Well, it makes
0: sense in a way. There's this bit with Mac at the end where like he's like trying to get his treasure, you know? And then he falls down. And he he just fell down. But yeah. like he can't get back up for some reason. And he has to like throw him a whip. Oh, like, I'm fine. Come on, Mac. Hold on. It's like, why don't you just get up? Like, did you did you break your spine when he fell down? What what is the what is the dramatic tension here? I don't understand it. He just well, fell down.
1: He doesn't really seem like he's that bothered by Max's betrayal well, or that relieved that like when he might be a double agent. Oh, with the CRA, I am. Yeah, um, he's still
0: trying to save him at the end. Like, it's not like something fell on top of this dude's legs to like pin him down. He well, literally just falls onto the ground and stays there. And It is just like. Go on without me. I'll be just fine,
1: I will. But, like, he's like, oh, you're evil. Damn. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're actually working for the CIA. Great. You just want to stay here and die, get sucked into a dimensional vortex? Fine. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Old
0: buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guy. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Number five, I had Dovchenko, which is, like, the a russian dragon guy who gets eaten by the ants
1: oh uh i have that's where i have i have oxley i it hurts me because i just i like john hurt a lot and
0: god this role is trying they're just like we want you to wear a poncho and dance around like a we crazy you, person
1: that'd like, be a fucking dancing lunatic mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're a living legend of the craft but please take this role take it seriously mm-hmm.
0: uh number four at spelco or Spalco, whatever her name is. Uh, I, f- I, fucking Kate Blanchett. This is what you give her. Number four, I have the lead lined refrigerator. Oh. oh, we didn't even talk about the fucking fridge.
1: <laughs> you know, we've left out the fridge.
0: which I mean, like, the, the phrase nuke the fridge came from this movie as the new Jump the Shark.
1: I was going to say it irradiates it <laughs> Jump mm. the Shark. <laughs>
0: I'm surprised they didn't have a sequence where Indy gets in a fight with a shark. (laughs) Well, when you put that in the beginning of your movie, like, what do you do with the rest of the movie? It's like, okay, well, obviously he's indestructible. He doesn't he's not even really hurt. He's just kind of like sore. Yeah, I'm sorry. Every bone in his body hasn't been
1: liquefied, Uh either due to the impact or the close proximity to the radiation. Uh I mean, it's a cool visual to see him looking at the mushroom cloud, but I just kept thinking to myself, that might still be a little too close.
0: <laughs> well, you, you break all suspension of disbelief like 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it just it just completely wrong-foots you, yeah.
1: Or for even Indiana to be like, "Mutt, you're a piece of garbage, but I'm actually kind of glad I have you because I don't know if you heard. I just survived a nuclear blast, and I'm pretty sure my testicles yeah. you
0: know, are fried. I'm dying of radiation poisoning. Well, my hair's problem. falling out, yeah. Uh, what was your number four? The Fridge. <laughs> the Fridge, yeah. Uh-huh. Fridge totally fine. Uh, my number three, I had the, the Dean Charles Stanworth played by Jim Broadbent.
1: Just mm, mm.
0: because I like Jim Broadbent.
1: So after mine, I'm pretty sure we can tell what the last two are going to be. Uh, yeah. My number three is Cate Blanchett. There's, there's something... I almost find it in a way that Cate Blanchett and Tilda Swinton are almost the same person, only that Cate Blanchett... Is like more conventionally glamorous and sexy, but like they're both kind of out of place and timeless at the same time. Like, because Kate Blanchett, to me, she doesn't look totally wrong. Maybe the haircut's dumb. She doesn't look totally wrong in this. So, like, I buy her in this the same way I buy her in The Good German, the same way I buy her in Carol, the same way I buy her in whatever the fuck she's going to go do in Thor. You know, it's just, it's Kate Blanchett. Okay, fine. You know,
0: I she just could- wish her character had anything at all I mean she could
1: table she could play an alien in Star Wars and then immediately go play like the first lady in something or or a female president and I would I would completely buy it she just sells it um but as a primary villain to this movie she is 100% just in haircut and an accent well she never seems actually threatening no you know and and I will admit I did find it kind of hot when she killed that uh that uh aunt between her knees I was like damn
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I think it's all he said. Our, our next two are. I had Marion and then Indiana. Do you have to have a different uh, order? I had, no, I had
1: Marion, Ravenclaw, Williams,
0: Jones, even though there's really not much of a character there in Indiana yeah. Jones.
1: Because, I mean, Harrison Ford, other than the indestructibleness, I, it's not like he was like, oh, these stairs are getting hard for me to get up. You know what I mean? He's yeah. still doing it.
0: Well, I saw a, a thing where like he was in such good shape that Spielberg said like it was they were able to do the same kind of stuff they did in Last Crusade that they did in this movie, like, stunt-wise. Like, he was doing all these stunts, and he was, like, super in shape. Unfortunately, they had this terrible movie for him to be in. Yeah. It's like you would have rather just watched a workout video of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marion and Indy. They're two characters we like. For some reason, Marion's dressed like Amelia Earhart through the whole movie. I already do
1: squats around the clock.
0: Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's she's
1: dressed like Amelia Earhart. She's like 75% gorgeous smile
0: and just putting up with either Mutt or Indy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Giving him fencing lessons in the middle of his uh, fight. Yeah. God. Anyway, that was Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Could not recommend, really. I don't I, I I kinda want them to not make another indie movie. I, I don't I don't really see the point. Like I feel like indie should kind of always exist in the nineteen thirties. Like I don't think it works to make a movie in the seventies with indie in it.
1: Here's my thing.
0: If they make another one I if it's good, I can find a
1: way to love it. But I want it to be the kind of movie that from the very moment of its conception to its actual filming and everything. I want them to do the old style trailer where like Spielberg appears on camera and tells you how proud he is of the movie or whatever.
0: Oh, I can't stand that. I find that so awkward,
1: but I don't, I don't want anything where like later on, you know, we see how the wind blows and he's like, yeah, I just did this because George pressured me or whatever. It's because he still has the photos of me like running over that little girl. You know, like I, I don't want any of that. I want him to be like, this is top to bottom my movie and i'm super proud of it you know that, that reminds me uh
0: when i went to see the horrible x-men apocalypse movie at right before the movie played the uh girl who plays storm comes on and talks about like how proud she is of the movie or something really it, it was it was just really weird and awkward like it was like what this is weird is this like are you are you trying to build up some goodwill in advance or something like, I, I didn't, I'm not even sure what it was about. Like, maybe was, there's was some sort of anti-piracy message I didn't get, or, or it's like a thank you to the crew. Or, you wouldn't download a car, would you? It, it was just awkward. It was like, you that's maybe after the movie, you come out and say this, but not right before. It just played really weird.
1: I actually caught a few minutes of uh, the first X-Men movie, um, since you brought up Storm. I uh-huh. thought it was funny that she's teaching, I think, history or whatever. I just kept thinking, like, why isn't she teaching meteorology?
0: Is that a class you would take in high school? Meteorology? I have. Probably yeah. not. But, like goddamn earth me. sciences. <laughs> well, a lot of those kids were dunces, so yeah, it
1: would be earth sciences, mm-hmm. wouldn't
0: it? Yeah. Alright. Well, that was Indiana Jones King of the Crystal Skull. Uh, I don't know what we'll be doing next because PLL is coming back soon. Um, we need to do the Twilight movies we need to do the Marvel movies. Those are my next two big ones. I don't know my- what
1: my we probably won't because of timing. We are doing a roundtable for PLL with Heather and Jacob next week, which we're looking forward to. Um, I wouldn't mind doing or attempting to do like both Now You See Me movies, like maybe in one episode. Okay. Um, but this this might be the last one for, I don't know,
0: a few weeks, a few months. Mm mm-hmm. uh, yeah. high, high note to go out on. Indeed. I think we did get one review recently. Uh, let me pull it up here. Thanks to uh, JazzySaur, who gave us five stars in iTunes. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, at our website page is broswatchpl2.com slash headcanon. Uh, thank you to anyone who gives us a review on iTunes. We also appreciate that. And we will be back. Yeah, when we'll be back, I don't know. Sooner or later, we'll be back to talk about Twilight or Marvel, most likely. Until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye.